I want him to be Marlon's man. Do y'all know who that is? Is this one of the Wayne's brothers? Mm -hmm. Is that a Wayne's brother? Got a flag. Got a flag. It's all those cold winners, man. They just don't know what to do with themselves. I got a punch and fuck everything. Got a flag. Tell him, got a flag. Time to find cheap, outdated jerseys like the one I'm wearing right. on eBay. Got a flag. Tell him, got a flag. Of the week. One size fits all. What about me? This don't fit on me at all. It's a shame. It's a sin. I don't care. That's the way it's always been. Drop that flag. Pack it in. Tell you something. Episode 132 of Throw the Flag. Week one. Week one. It's in the books. Oh, Except baby. for one more game. One more game. We have to record this early. Notre Dame's tonight. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Who are they playing? Louisville. Oh, man. Uh, guys, how are we feeling? Football's back, huh? Uh, I mean, I have a lot of takes, but then again, at the same point, I need some more data. Sure, I gotta sure, have some more data sure. before I can have, come to any sort of conclusion of who's good, who's bad. And who's in the middle? The SEC is bad. I don't know. There's some good teams. There are there's four or five good teams, and then a lot of also Rams. There are so many, uh, so many. Th there's there's a large gap in between the good and the bad. I will say, mm -hmm. um, Danny Cannell, one guy who loved raking the SEC over the coals. Right, but who currently has no job? What's he been doing since he's been fired? I don't think he has a job, and his team lost to Boise State at home. Ooh, ooh, double doozy. I think he, uh, he is the second Mike on the 1 o'clock to 4 o'clock uh, uh, Mad Dog on XM Radio co-host. Mm-hmm. Making the big He's bucks. The second mic to the guy who basically runs the channel. So the guy that runs the channel was like, hey, I'd like to have my own show. <laughs> and he said, okay, you get Danny Cannell. He's got a suck And for you him, go, you, you, don't get, you, you don't get morning. You don't get the prime spot that the Magda One gets. to four. You get um, one to four. That's throw the flag one numbers. That is, that, is, that is our number. That is our demographic. Um, <laughs> yeah. It sucks for him because with the ACC <laughs> network, for someone that's such an ACC hawk. You'd think he'd get something. But that phone did not ring. On TV. Mm -mm -mm. Uh, well, I mean, let's, let's. They even have Mark Ricks on studio for them. God. And they couldn't get Danny Cannell. Mark Ricks is the best thing about the ACC network. <laughs> He sounds half in the bag all the time, and he floats between like the um, the buttoned up sort of righteous Mark Richt that we thought we knew, and also cool ass Miami he graduate so Mark cool. Richt. He too. got so cool. He floats between. The Is two. he a God fearing man? He's but he's so also cool. like flicking off God. Is that what you're saying? He lets his hair down. Yes, he lets his hair down. Except you know, I think the best way to sum up Mark Richt is that he is. A summertime love that will treat you like a princess. <laughs> Mark Rick spent 99% of his career in the SEC. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. 
coached for two years in Miami and is on the ACC network. He, <laughs> you know, he he was a quarterback at Miami. Oh, he, he didn't was? play. Oh. He never, well, didn't get then he wasn't a quarterback sure, at Miami. Sure, 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 sure. He is a Miami quarterback. He was like the rock. A cool daddy you know. He was there. He was there in the heyday. Well, let's stay in the ACC. Uh, Florida State hosted Boise State, a game that got moved from Jacksonville, Jacksonville to Tallahassee mm-hmm. at the last minute. Um, and nobody even noticed. No. Not one soul noticed they were in a different location. Tale of two halves. Uh, Florida Oof. State was up by 13, 18, something like that. 31 at one to 13. 18 points at, mm-hmm. at one point and just let Boise State come back and beat them at home. Yeah, Florida State made some changes over the offseason. They brought in Art Browse's son. As oh, the yeah, that's offensive right. coordinator. First half looked like Florida State was rocking and rolling. Second half couldn't manage any sort of consistency on offense. The defense got gassed for over 600 yards. Boise had 100-something plays, 40 minutes of time possession, almost 40 first downs. My Um, God. My God. I didn't know that. Yeah. 40 first downs. I think it ended up 38, which is just ball control. Now, that's the sort of head coach in waiting I want to sign up for. (laughs) And then Florida State forgot how to run the ball after they got up 18. They just could not run, and they kept throwing 40-yard out route or 40-yard post routes. They weren't cashing in like like they were in the first half. In the first half, they they couldn't be missed. In the second half, they kept going to the well, and it just didn't happen. Not a – now, Boise State might be a really good team this year, so – Jury's on. Jury's still out for me. Need if, more data. If this is a terrible loss or not, but it's not a great look for someone that needed a a good win in the in, in his second season. They have freezer. You know I respect data, mm-hmm. just like you do. Mm-hmm. I make my living off data. But the only data point I need in this instance is if you lose to a freshman name. Hank Bachmeyer, oh, yeah. you ain't got it no more. It's time to you shut done? down the program. Ooh. You know what? I think let's give the school back to the women. Mm. Let's see what they can do with it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Agreed. I mean, you have five. Burt Reynolds is dead. You have five star. <laughs> Burt Reynolds is dead. Burt Reynolds is dead. R.I.P. Rest in power. Uh, you have five star running back Cam Akers. Mm-hmm. Just forget about him in the second half. Yeah. Uh. You have Justin Blackman, who is. Like, he just learned how to play quarterback two years ago sure. or something Sure, he's like watching that. YouTube videos, right? Watching YouTube videos. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's rough. I mean, this just further demonstrates how easy Clemson has it in the ACC. Yeah, for Florida State, it wasn't it wasn't a great start, and their schedule isn't very nice to them. No. Um, so they needed this win to, to get some sort of momentum for the rest of the season. That is something that... Uh, I think we talked about last week or the week before of just must-win games, um, which I think means we should go to the SEC. Ooh, because there's a lot of gears. There's a lot of hope, high-profile. So wait, we were in Tallahassee. Are we going north on the interstate or west, like on I-10? I think we can only go north. Only go north. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And then east. North and then a little bit east. Right over to Columbia, South Carolina. Mm. Is that where the game took place? I think it took place in North Carolina. I don't think so. I think it was Charlotte. Charlotte in the I think it was in Charlotte. Right? Son of a bitch. Um, either way, the Sean Mac... Sean thought it was a different college altogether. <laughs> the Return Brown... of the Mac, right? The Mac Brown era begins... Mac Daddy. ...in North Carolina. Big Mac. <laughs> North Carolina, not a good team. McDonald's. Mm-hmm. He had a farm. And on this farm... Knick-knack, paddywhack. Give Mac a win. <laughs> <laughs> he 
got Ladies there. and gentlemen, you have just heard his process. You have heard the process by which he comes up with these tremendous headlines, and I'm here to tell you I am all for it. Matthew, I don't know if I can come up with a headline no. per week. Can't have Sometimes it's organic, sometimes well, it's organic. Well, that was orgasmic, orgasmic right there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, North Carolina not a good team, beat South Carolina, who also... Apparently, is not a good team. Sure, North Carolina had been on tougher times coming into the year. I think they went two and ten or three and nine last year. South Carolina made a bowl. I think Will Muschamp. Eh? Will Muschamp looked like a deer in headlights. Yeah. Um, I don't know how long. Like how a tale of two. Co- a tale of two uh, post game press conferences is really all you need on this. For sure. Mac Brown. Mac Brown is not a guy who I'm enamored with. Um, whatever, he's fine. I don't have any ill will toward Mac Brown, but I'm not like, oh my God, Mac Brown's going to turn things around. But man, I got to tell you, boys, and this is to a bigger point. Um, almost cried watching his his <laughs> on the field post gamer because it's just an old man saying, yeah, we screwed up a lot today, but God bless it, it felt great to win. And these kids, these kids have gone through a lot of shit. These North Carolina players because they've been in Am- they've been. Uh, marred in a academic crisis for what seems like a decade now that (laughs) is still probably going on coaches that come in were supposed to be good that weren't they had some talent and they've been through a lot of stuff and he comes in there and wins that game and he's almost in tears himself and then he gives us that wonderful wonderful dance oh Oh, i'm watching it right now i'm literally watching that dance on a loop right now and i am very happy and then Mm -hmm. must champ as sean aptly pointed Look like a deer in headlights. Like, he, during his press conference, I think he said at one point, I don't know. I don't know what we're doing. Yeah, it's kind of sad because South Carolina had a four-year starter in Steven Garcia, who, you know, has had some ups and downs, but he was outplayed by a freshman at North Carolina. Um, it just wasn't a really good look. Uh, if you are a South Carolina fan, I'm sorry. Uh, I don't know why you got Will Muschamp after his disastrous tenure at Florida, but you got him. And it doesn't look like it's going to work out. And they are off the Bentley wagon. They're done. <laughs> I I'm, happen to be, because of wrestling, I happen to be in contact with a lot more South Carolina fans than I would have been previously in my life. But these cats are a finito with this dude. Um, as Sean, Sean Majors was the first one to say that kid was going to struggle. He did it two years ago when he thought he wasn't going to be the starter. But his sagely ways reared their head again, and he just... He can't complete it. He cannot finish a game. Um, it is, yeah, I think, yeah, a lot of South Carolina fans I know are, are definitely done with the uh, with uh, the quarterback situation. Um, going back, where does South Carolina go from there? I mean, the East Oof. is just, I mean, at, we, you said yourself last week, Creel, yeah. that Florida, the way they looked against Miami, unless they improve dramatically, then the East is just going to be Georgia. It still, still is going to be only Georgia after seeing the rest of the SEC East. I know South Carolina's schedule does them no favors. Yeah, South they Carolina play has. They A&M, Georgia, Clemson, and Alabama are still on the schedule. That's four losses. And Georgia, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, saying. that's four losses. So that already puts them at five losses, and there's not much room for error in trying to get to six wins when you start out laying an, laying an egg like that. Not good. Not good. There could um, be a whole lot of new SEC coaches uh, after this season, yeah, some big turnover, baby. Absolutely. Um, yeah, it really depends on what 
we're going to find out really what a lot of SEC program standards are. Yeah. I think at the end of the season, South Carolina and Missouri being another one of them. Mm-hmm. Missouri, who looked like they kind of had the game in hand um, in the first half. Yeah. But again, let it slip by. Wyoming. At Wyoming. Come yeah, on, you, guys. You, you don't Come just on. go into Laramie mm-hmm. and Laramie, Wyoming <laughs> and, and expect to escape with a win. Um, I, I Kelly Bryant has Dabo been vindicated? I think so. Uh, the worst thing, it's literally in my notes, the worst thing for for this podcast happened mm-hmm, mm-hmm. on Saturday in that Clemson wins big um, early in the week, and then Kelly Bryant and Hunter Johnson look like two monkeys fucking a football on the football field, and Big Big Dabo is your, uh, is your vindicated – Genius of college football. Yeah. I mean, uh, I think he had two interceptions, one fumble for, you know, a fumble that got mm-hmm. returned for 99 yards, basically. Uh, and he was the good one. He was the better of the two. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hunter Johnson's stats are embarrassing. Um, Missouri never really had, you know, high expectations for the season. Not but. from me, at least. I know a lot of people thought they could be a legitimate ex- expectation to Not beat me. Wyoming. They should have. <laughs> yes, they absolutely should have beat Wyoming. Um, another team that definitely should have uh, won, but was actually at home, mm-hmm. and was just a wonderful thing to watch for mm-hmm. Alabama fans. Georgia State, in their 10th year in existence, has never beaten a Power 5 team. Until now. Until now. They they destroyed Tennessee. They won by eight, but it was I mean, really fifteen. It they almost doubled them up. I mean, they had the ball with a thirty-eight to twenty-three lead. Yeah. Um, what the hell happened in Knoxville? Um, sort of another tale of two halves. The first half was kind of close, and the second half, Georgia State was able just to get first downs and score points. But if you're Tennessee, you have these. You have players allegedly. You don't. That is it. That is the problem, Sean. <laughs> that is the problem. They like have just players from on the paper, eth- on paper only. Not even. I don't even think stars. they do on paper, guys. Oh, aesthetically, it does not. They looked like the smaller, less physical, um, smaller conference team. I, they they looked that way. I mean, Georgia State's coach uh, Sean Elliott even even kept. He was talking shit basically the next day. He's, mm-hmm. He said he saw these Tennessee players and they were, he said they quit by the third quarter. Yeah, yeah. The, the coach quit. <laughs> Jeremy Pruitt didn't know what was happening in the second half. God, man. I, this goes back to, to I think, something I said last year. Will Tennessee ever be good again? I understand this is uh, week one. We all need more data. Sure, points. we definitely need more data. But Jeremy Pruitt is already talking how. BYU uh, uh, quarterback that they play next week looks like Johnny Manziel. Um, will they ever get back? That's a very interesting question because back in the summer, it seemed like, sure, at some point they'll start hitting 10 wins. But I don't know how far away that is. It could be 20 years. could what, be 200 years. What gets recruits to Knoxville is my question. That pussy... <laughs> That He's Smoky right. Mountain that pussy. Pussy, baby. Smoky Mountain Pussy. That's what gets him there, Sean. <laughs> Smoky Mountain Pussy keeps on falling. Uh, I thought you were going to say fogging up my glass. 
Well, that's the second. Verse. That's the refrain. Yeah, yeah. Truck <laughs> and truck wife said I'm pregnant. But seriously, to answer your question, I don't know what can because there is no NFL pipeline. No, there is no success. There is no rewards for going six and six and going to like Shreveport or Phil Fulmer has a finite number of years at AD. God, I hope he's old. He's in poor health. Oh, I'm sure. Yes, he, yes, yes. And I mean, I'm sure he'll get pushed out just like anybody else would. Jeremy Pruitt is probably the only the only saving grace that Phil Fulmer has. Yeah, I think they're going to go with the wait-and-see approach and blame it all on uh, Butch Jones and the stockpile wasn't there and they got to give it time. But um, And that's, that's not wrong. I mean, it's not, not wrong. just Butch Jones individually, but you go ever since Fulmer. Kiffin's there for a year. Derek Dooley was sitting on the sideline oh, one time on a long cane. Yeah. That's something that mm-hmm. happened. Um, Butch Jones, terrible. Jer- Pruitt, we don't know yet, but Wade Kiffin, at some terrible. point – yeah, at some point, all that adds up, and when everybody else – well, not everybody else, but when other programs don't have that step back, like Georgia, even though we make fun of Mark Rick and he's a cool daddy now, so um, while they were not a threatening for a national championship – well, not, not, not competing for a national championship every year, um, they were still good, and they had very good players. Tennessee's just been in the wilderness for 15 years. Who was the first coach after a former – it was uh, Kiffin. Was it Kiffin? Yeah. Wow. Kiffin for one Kiffin. season. Yeah. Oh, nine. Kiffin, Dooley, Jones. And then. Pruitt. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So they, I don't know if they have to hit the lottery in a sense. They either have to hire some major, Urban Meyer. You know, it has it to be Urban to be Meyer. which would have to be somebody or Bob yeah. or somebody. Yeah. yeah. That thing doesn't happen. Or they just have to hit the lottery and. They hire the next, the next guy Boise State who actually is mm-hmm. yes, mm-hmm. who actually is that dude. They get Chris Peterson before he's Chris Peterson. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if they need to just change maybe to to get players. Maybe they just need to get some guy who runs some wacky system. You know the the, they the new almost, Mike Leach, they almost pulled whatever the, trigger the next on wacky Mike system Leach back when they before they hired yeah. Pruitt, but in that uh, carousel of uh, yeah, it didn't happen. <laughs> but I think they would have to do something. I think Hankins is correct. Do something. Uh, groundbreaking, either the, the hottest coach out there, an old name, or somebody with the brand new five wide system. John whatever. Gruden has a job, so I guess they should have had luck. Yeah, they could always go back to that Gruden rumor, man. Uh, is Tennessee in the same situation that Alabama was before Saban? No, because before Saban came to Alabama, Mike Dubose, Dennis Francione, Mike Shula, they all had 10 win seasons. Yeah. yeah. They were all yep. sprinkled a little bit, bit of success. There were some downs, but there were also some ups. Tennessee has just been only downs. It's just a bunch of the uh, the 2000 season, the 3 and 8. Yeah, a lot of 3 and 8s. No, it's just, just miserable. <laughs> The Georgia State thing is the culmination of all this, but they struggled with UMass last year. Yeah, yeah. Um, they haven't beaten Alabama in a thousand years. The last time um, they, they beat had Alabama, a, Georgia State was not, did not have a team, did not have a program. Um, they had a they had an all world sort of game changing talent in Dobbs at quarterback. Um, the guy whose name I'm forgetting right now, who and left Eric and switched Barry, to wide receiver, the safety or whatever. For um, a while. Eric Berry, yeah. um, Arian Foster. So they've had talented guys there that they have wasted um, because they just don't have the coach em ups to coach them up. 
They also had that guy who threw that lame party. <laughs> which for which lame party? The one where they butt chug? Hankins, Hankins went to school with some guy that he hated. I did not go to school with that piece of shit. That piece of shit went to Muscle Shows. <laughs> he went to, he went to a rival high school of somebody sure. he did not okay. like who ended up playing football for Jason Tennessee. Allen is the asshole in question. Jason Allen went to Tennessee and Hankins changed his Wikipedia page <clears throat> to like in his like like personal life like Alleged, Hankins allegedly, allegedly, did it. allegedly okay. did it. Allegedly, sometime allegedly. in like two, th- you know, he 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 added something in his personal bio that was like in two thousand two, Jason Allen th- Allen threw a lame party in Muscle Shoals. Did he really do that? <laughs> allegedly, allegedly, he did. He really did do. What that. was wrong with the party? Was it just really like Cheetos and? It Dr. was just Pepper? a lame ass party, and nobody went to it. Oh, but how do you know about it then? Because oh. I heard about how lame it was. Okay, okay. <laughs> Did you not get an invite, Hankins? Was it a pity invite? I put pity invite. Fuck that. I don't think I checked my mail that day. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, finally, with the SEC losses of note, uh, not really a huge surprise. I don't think it's even an upset, but Memphis beat Mississippi. Yeah, I think the only distressing news for the Rebels and maybe even Colonel Rev himself is sure. the offense. Last year, they were getting like 600 yards a pop yeah. every game. Their defense wasn't any good last year, but that offense, man, it was it could sell some tickets. It was fun to watch. Like, Those the NWO. Do they still have that fancy Hawaiian that throws the the quarterback? Right, he's still there. Right? I assume. I don't know. Jordan Tiamu was that his name? Well, anyway, that sounds right. It doesn't or matter racist. because could go either way. They, uh, they only scored 10 points this past week and had 173 yards under. The tutelage of one Rich Rodriguez, the former uh, savior of West Virginia football, got shipped to Arizona, slept with his secretary or whatever in Arizona, and got fired. Yeah. Supposed to... Not a very creative offense we saw on Saturday. The brain trust at Ole Miss thought, hey, we're going to hire all these ex-coaches, and that's all we need are just more brains. They literally fired the coordinators, and it did no good. Ole Miss quarterback Matt Corral. C-O-R-R-A. Nope, so throwing Samoans gone for them. Yeah. Also, <clears throat> headline from the Clarion Ledger, what what rivalry? Ole Miss still not ready to call Memphis a rival after the defeat. Zing. Don't they play no, every you year? No, you Almost need to beat them. Like probably once out of every three years. <laughs> God. I mean, to, for it to be a rivalry, one team needs to actually win a game, and Ole Miss has not done that in some time. But they probably won the party. Oh, well, they never lose a party. Oh, they definitely won the party. Definitely won the party. <laughs> you think Jordan Allen, like, what if he was an Ole Miss fan? Do you think he'd be pushing that party line? Like, oh, Jason even, Allen? Oh, yeah, Jason Allen. <laughs> yeah, man. Well, they would lose a party if Jason Allen was. Of course, was of course, yeah. <laughs> if he was the coordinator. But even, you know, even Mississippi State struggled mightily with Portland State. Um, Kentucky was in a dogfight with Toledo for a while. Yeah. Um, even us, we looked real shitty for about 25 minutes in that football game yep. of Alabama versus Duke. Um, and Georgia had the benefit of playing another SEC team. So <laughs> let's talk about Georgia. Um, they looked pretty good. I think they looked pedestrian. Oh, they, shit. they knew they could win. So all they did was a whole lot of nothing. So they saved the good plays. They for, definitely just yeah. saved the good plays and players saved for another day. Good plays. Um, 
But they looked good. They they look like the class of the SEC East. You you win a national by double digits. That's sure. all you. That's all you need. That's all you want. Um, ACC nothing really to talk about. It's Clemson or bust, baby. Um, Big Ten. Let's go to the Big Ten. To the Big Ten, which which on Friday night I know I saw the score Saturday morning. Hankins love Purdue. Lost at Nevada on a last-second field goal. <laughs> got, got, got your jolly a scholarship up earning field goal. Yeah. My man hit that. He they gave him a scholarship for hitting that God. field goal, and I wish I would have known we were doing that because I would have sent a check. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. You hate Purdue. Um, <laughs> my I I have two two narratives coming out of the Big Ten. Can we go ahead and get rid of the Illinois talk? They 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 beat oh. Akron. And they play UConn next week. One and zero. Pounded Akron. UConn. UConn famously one of the worst teams in the country. And Akron historically one of the worst teams yeah. in the country. So that's that was that's their first two. They got through one of them. Wow. Now they're at UConn. They could be two and zero, Matt. We might be. I think uh, they went started out three and zero last year and all went downhill. Uh, my two narratives from the Big Ten is. It was Idaho, and it was at home, but Penn State scored 79 points on Saturday. That's a lot of points. Yeah, sure. Classy. Keep it classy, Franklin. <laughs> I guess he tweeted Idaho a bunch of times this week. Oh, yeah. He really got fired up. <clears throat> um, two things about Ohio State. Justin Fields, is he uh, an early Heisman contender? Eh, not enough data, but sure. Put him... Put him on an airplane in New York City. Sure can run fast. Sure. He he looked like a better passer than we expected him to be, mm-hmm. given what we saw from him at Georgia. Um, I think he's fine. I think he'll, you know, we'll see. Is Georgia disappointed that they didn't do everything to make him happy? I mean, you can't start him over Jake Fromm. They State. tried to make nope. him happy. They gave him that fake punt, man. Well, Alabama they did give game. him that fake punt. That was a lot of responsibility. Um, should Ohio State be worried that they gave up 21 points to Lane Kiffin's Florida nah, area. they were up big, and then the second half, just the third and fourth got stringers just got away from them. That's, there's nothing to worry about. Although they do play Cincinnati this week. Who, Cincinnati. Who uh, beat UCLA in week one. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, it's sort of a rivalry game. Early kickoff. We'll see. We'll see. The only thing Ohio State should really be worried about is that their coach looks like a creative coach from the defunct <laughs> NCAA uh, EA Sports franchise. He absolutely does. Hey, is uh, Flutie's game come out yet? It was supposed to be out. It is not free, and I've been looking hard okay. for Doug okay. Flutie's football game, and I have seen no updates. <laughs> God. What is it, like Legends, Legend Football 2019? <laughs> maximum. Ma- maximum. Maximum football. football. <laughs> you can't put any more football into this. No. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. We're, we're already at maximum football. Mm-hmm. Like, I would like to see, at this point, as it is September of 2019, I would like to see something more than, I'd like to see a concrete release date. Or, or um, like, a, a shot of what gameplay looks like. On the field gameplay, not a menu screen. We got menu screens for you. The, t- 21 hours ago, we got this update. Ooh. While the, the Twitter bio says, releasing September 2019 mm-hmm. on Xbox One and PS4, Doug Flutie's Maximum Football has let us know, for those who have asked about a release date, we still need Microsoft to certify the game Sony already has. PS4 gets it first, maybe. That's nice. What does that even mean, though? 
We certify this is a game. I think they go through some, some quality buttons. control stuff to make sure it's not a bad game. And make sure it's not like a Russian virus or something yeah, like that. Yeah. <laughs> this is a football game. <laughs> Thank you, Mr. Flutie. This is a game. Yeah. <laughs> um, let's go to the pack twelve. I, look, I'm just gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna cut this uh, team reveal video on here in the background, sure. okay. so I might just pop in with some random maximum football 2019 okay. updates Please. for you guys. Pack 12. USC lost their quarterback for the year. I don't know if that really matters. Uh, they were gonna. There were there was an uphill battle for Clay Helton to retain his job, and that's definitely a roadblock that will sort of facilitate Utah's rise to power sure. in the South. Yeah. They'll be the team to beat. There's not a whole lot of Pac-12 teams left. No, there are not. Yeah. Um, Arizona with some sort of uh, what wolf as their mascot. Oh, watch Arizona win the win the Pac-12 this year. Um, yeah, I mean that's really all that happened in the in the Pac-12. As far as like good stuff for the Pac-12, Washington won. Yeah. Utah won. Stanford won. Washington State won. And there's a whole lot of meh. A whole lot of meh. Oh, I've, uh, while we were the Big Ten, so you all know my stance on sense stats. If you are giving me sure. a stat sense and it's not in the last 15 years, I don't want to hear it. This is the first time Alabama so, beat Duke since 2010. Since, yeah. So, Michigan, since last year, is 8-0 and versus unranked opponents. <laughs> Since last year, interesting. That means they've played a lot of unranked <laughs> they opponents. Lost to and, and which means they also lost they to an lost unranked opponent. Oh yeah, two years season, prior. Yeah. <laughs> Who did they lose to last season? Last season they finished ten three. They lost to Florida, Ohio State, and Notre Dame. So it have been, must have been in twenty seventeen. It would have been yeah. the year. Yeah, twenty yeah. twenty seventeen. They had a dog. They, they went eight and five or something that year. So they probably lost to yeah. Who knows, Michigan State, when Michigan State was probably good, but not good enough to be ranked. So. Iowa or some shit. Iowa State or some almost shit. Lost to, uh, Iowa or... Almost lost to, uh... Almost lost to, uh... Northwestern last year. Yeah. Um, let's go to the Sun Belt. Actually, what? no, the ACC, big news. What's new out the of The biggest ACC? news we glossed over when we visited the ACC. Uh-huh. Fucking Hugh Freeze bed moment against Syracuse. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I thought we would just do a whole podcast on that separately. That shit. <laughs> so, as we know, he had been hospitalized had, like, two or three weeks prior. There was a... I can't even remember what it was. Staph infection Staph infection or, some or something. And so, his doctor told him, you know, gotta, gotta take it easy for a little bit. But he loves football so much. And, and that, that those, those players are his family. He's gotta be there for his family. Yeah, of course. So... Uh, where is Liberty? North Carolina, Virginia, Texas, I think, somewhere in the south, or maybe Virginia. I don't know. Well, either, anyway, neither here nor there. They uh, they let this dude coach the game from a bed up in the press press box. They couldn't even put him in a chair. No, it was like one of those adjustable no, the, beds. The, the, the no, the bed was he had to be in the bed because that was like Doctor's the angle orders. you saw him at was the most con- comfortable position <laughs> for him to operate in. Uh, Free Free broke this story to us early in the day, and I read it at the Alabama game. I was like, "If if this is what I think it's going to be, this is going to be the best football meme that ever was." And I was not disappointed. Uh, the North Cincinnati uh, Pandas will be making their debut in Doug Flutie's Maximum Football. North uh, Cincinnati, that but, must be Ohio State, I would imagine. 
just looking at – first of all, Hugh Freeze showed up to work in a coach's polo and cargo shorts, mm-hmm. khaki cargo shorts. Mm-hmm. Why couldn't he put pants on? Well, I, I think gotta like, get to that. Was that a condition of his? Yeah, then the nurses have to give him a sponge bath, and the less cloth that's in the way, the better for him. This is the weirdest sport on earth. He had a. He, Dino. he did the fucking Dino Babers. He did the fucking press conference from the bed too. Yeah, there was a lot of closed circuit TV action he where did. they were piping it into the locker room. It's very weird. He gave a pep talk from the bed. Yeah. Oh wow. I mean, how the mighty have fallen. Guys, I just got to remember tell this you. guy had beaten Alabama twice in a row. He was the next big thing, and now he's got syphilis and has to like take a whole lot of vitamin C and sit in a bed for a while. What is wrong with you? Guys, when life has got you laying flat on your back, I need you to reach down, find the up switch on your beds, and raise it 35 degrees. (laughs) Guys, I'm not asking you for 90 degrees, because sometimes 90 degrees is too much. But if you can just give me 35 degrees of effort tonight on this field. I can tell you what we're going to liberate. We're going to liberate a victory from the jaws of defeat. Guys, if your shorts can just be a half inch past your knees and your backs are at a 35 degree angle, you can take down those orange men. And after this game, you can take down as many Central Virginia whores as your pants can carry. Because I'm Hugh Freeze, and I showed up for work today. <laughs> Man, Coach is really, really preoccupied with the degrees on his back. Yeah. Liberty Coach is recovering from a staph infection and subsequent surgery. Ooh, subsequent. Sounds juicy, like there's some <laughs> oozing going on. <laughs> some discharge. <laughs> Some bandages need to be replaced. Uh, Big 12 action. Where do you want to start? Uh, the I only got one thing. Yeah. You know what it is. What is it? It's Jalen, baby. Heisman, baby. Heisman. Mm-hmm. 20 for 24, six total touchdowns. I think five of them were passing. Yeah. The entire time... During the entire game, I was just picturing you like, where the fuck was this guy when he was in Tuscaloosa? <laughs> well, his second year, he sort of regressed with Ryan Brian Dable. Yeah. Sort of uh, couldn't coach him, so we lost a year of potential greatness. Sure. Um, but yeah, I mean, he had a good good game. He's going to have a lot of good games at Oklahoma. They know how to yeah. run an offense. Yeah. So he's going to put up a lot of really good stats. And gonna, there are no defenses in the big Right. Team. He's going to win a lot of games. Good for him. I will say now, Hankins, uh, as a yes. as a former dreadlock wearing person, mm-hmm. I think uh-huh. Jalen looked better with the dreads. Because after the game, when he was talking, I don't like the the shave sort of. I think he's just a look. handsome guy. I think he looks great either way. You think so, yeah. Hankins? What he do you is think? a good good Bring looking back kid. The he's a good looking not? kid. Well, here's the deal, free. Um, when a man is at a crossroads, when as Jalen Hurts was, is at a crossroads, like Jalen Hurts was, <laughs> sometimes you're going to have to cut off your dress, <laughs> because white folks don't take you seriously 
if you got a lot of hair, so true. it makes them uncomfortable. And they say you are lazy. But no, like if you are <laughs> in a black man's life, sometimes if he wants to show that he is a serious about getting employment, you got to cut them locks off, baby. Mm. And uh, the kid made a good. It, I say this about him, Freezer. He cut his dreads, but he did not forget to get that lineup done. And that lineup was pristine last night, just like his play. Mm. So while I prefer him in dreadlocks like Free does, I understand his need to cut the dreadlocks off. And after the game. And my God, did he look amazing. Yeah, after the game, I guess, according to you two, he looked amazing. But uh, he was interviewing with Holly Rowe. I think you guys, one of your perennial Well, favorites. i tell you who didn't see it. Ooh. I can tell you who didn't see it. I have no problem with Holly Rowe. Okay. One time. Well, well uh, what I want to get to is uh, she was asking Jalen, you know, uh, you had a great game tonight, most yards by Oklahoma quarterback in his debut. Uh, how do you feel? And Jalen gave the sort of a Saban response of, oh, we made a lot of mistakes tonight. We got to get better. Uh, we got to. Yeah, I got to get with my boys. Yeah. Like. He, could, he didn't enjoy the moment, which I think is, I think that comes from being uh, at Alabama for three years. There's always something to improve on. So maybe, you know. Good for him. Uh, whatever. He had to have the widest eyes in the world last night, just looking at butt-naked, wide-open receivers all yeah. over the place. Yeah. I don't know if he learned how to throw the ball or not because he had four minutes with which to make his decision <laughs> and then a wide-open man in order to throw it to. That is to take nothing away from this kid because I'm watching every Oklahoma game. This I felt very weird last night. Alabama fans um, I'll watch, seem to have – like and support Jalen more than when he was actually with the team. Oh, of course, of course, yeah. I I would agree with that. He's our boy. He's our good, good boy. And I mean, he saved our bacon last year. We got embarrassed ultimately by Clemson. Yeah, but it would have been much more embarrassing to lose to stupid Georgia. Uh-huh. Um, and he saved our bacon. And the kid, he never said a bad word. And even in all the storm, where his dad's saying he's going to transfer, and Saban's having to do this and that. He, there's no bad sound bites you can get from him. Nope. Can't find one. Um, and he, he did like all that stuff that I normally would hate. If they were saying this about a white quarterback boy, would I be singing a different tune? <laughs> but, but like he did do everything the right way. Yeah. And my, and, and it's also, it's one of those deals like, look, yeah, Tua showed up. We can't, there's nothing we can do about it. He is an all world talent. Um, Jalen was really good, but please go out there and show these Big 12 defenses that they're garbage and destroy them. That's also part of it, too, mm. is that he, he, this is how the rest of the conference feels, boys, about when they say SEC, what they really mean is Alabama and Georgia are really good. So when we say Jalen Hurts is good, we're really just saying Alabama's really good. That's what it's come down to. Yeah. And I watched that game, very strange feelings last night, because usually I'm watching because I enjoy the sport. And if I'm not watching Alabama play, I'm probably watching it to root against someone. Yeah. yeah. That's just how it works for me. I was literally rooting for Oklahoma. Well, I was rooting for Jalen Pro- Jalen Proxy. Jalen Hurts, but Oklahoma by proxy. Yeah. So it was very strange, but I, I was I was just glad to see him show his natural ass. My God. It's like he, everything he did was right. Until he fumbled that time, and we're used to that too. <laughs> Oh God! Yes, we are. Um, it's like T.J. Yeldon was in was in the building all mm-hmm, over again. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Let's do Auburn first. I got two things left to talk about. Alabama sure. and Auburn. Yeah, yeah. Let's do Auburn first. Let me clear my list real quick. Oh, what you got? Um, one thing is Georgia Tech has introduced a new turnover prop. It's a marker board. Like a dry Where they go board. and sign. Yeah, they go and sign their social media handle after they make a turnover. Damn I don't even know where to start Damn with this. I know I'm not going to be old man shakes fist mm. in the cloud this year. I don't want to be that person. But my God, is this insane? <laughs> is that insane. assuming that people are going to like follow the players? Yeah, I guess a, a camera zooms be. in on it and it says, you know, at it does G A R B four two one, and then can't you just on. like if you wanted Tiger to Fan SM at gmail dot com <laughs> Yahoo. Um, if you really wanted to follow somebody, you could just find their... You know, sometimes it's hard. There could be a lot of Reggie Joneses, and you but, punch uh, that in, and it's like, God, there's 6,000 Reggie Joneses. Where's the Reggie Jones that plays at Georgia Tech? Ah! But I gotta tell you, I like if I'm watching a game, I'm not gonna be like, oh, pick up my phone, open Twitter, mm-hmm. <laughs> hit search. You might not, Shawnee, but guess who might? Reggie. Uh, these hoes. Oh, sure, sure. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, you're over there, you got your helmet off, you're celebrating. And I got one more thing on my notepad here. And um, I'm going to put one of our very own on the hot seat right Ooh, now. Shit. Which one of us is it? And it's you. It's you, Freezer. Okay. You're going on the hot Guilty. seat because I think Guilty. I have found you out. Okay. Hit me with Free it. is always very secretive with his online presence. Yes. Sure. But I think he is moonlighting, Sean. I think he is moonlighting. I'm going to say the name David Bartu to you, Matt Creel. Does that mean anything to you? Is that some sort of anagram that I don't know know about? All I know about is R2-D2. I don't know about That is all he knows about. That's all. I don't know about a David R2. No. Well, I heard David Bartu on the radio from CFBmatrix.com, as if that's a real website. And it was definitely not Matt Creel. Mm -hmm. But man, did he have some scorching hot Charlie Strong takes. And they sounded eerily similar to a lot of the takes we get about coaches that happen to look like Charlie Strong from our own Matt Creel. Yeah, I know USF lost Friday night to somebody. Blake Barnett's their quarterback. Wisconsin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. I think Blake Barnett's moved on. He I, moved on from USF? Yes. Yeah, I think he already he, got kicked out. I don't know that he's at a school now. Oh, I thought he was at USF. He was at USF, and then he went like to somewhere, somewhere else. else. Yeah. Another transfer. Wow. Well, Hankins, I, I hate to burst your bubble, but I'm not uh, David Barton. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. USF. Yeah. I don't know. Um, I although I do, know, I, it sounded very simple. I want Charlie Strong to stay at USF until Alabama plays them in that three-game series in the mid 2020s. You also thought that Creel was Kirk Herbstreit. Oh, well, thank you. That's a compliment. <laughs> how so? How am I Kirk Herbstreit like? Because he had. T- he had some awful take on somebody. Okay, I forgot yeah, yeah, who yeah. it was. Uh-huh. Hankin said it in the in the G chat oh, fiasco, okay, okay. fiasco early Saturday. Do you mm. remember what it was? Oh I, yeah, I, I don't remember who it was. Oh wait a minute, wait a minute. It was uh, Surf Street wagging his finger oh, or something because no. sometimes it's he gets gone. on a he gets yeah. on a pedestal. He was definitely on a pedestal. Felipe Franks. Oh, Felipe yeah, Franks yeah. is who it was because Felipe um, had been chirping yeah, at the yeah. Florida or at the Miami fans during the game and. Yes. Kicking balls yes. or something. Uh, 
Herbstreet essentially said that he was very immature last year and has essentially regressed even more this Ooh. year. And you can't win like that. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. Blake Barnett is, su- Classic is somehow a junior still. I think he's a <laughs> grandfather, too. Because he definitely had a baby like six years ago. He is. He was born December 24th, 1995. So essentially... 1995? Goodness gracious. So... He is 23. He's years a ripe old. 23. He's a very ripe 23. Mm, and how many ripe. children does he have? Like two or three? At least one. But that one is like four years old. I don't know. Oh. Okay. Wikipedia doesn't say. It says he threw a lame party in the shoals. <laughs> <laughs> That's weird. That is real weird. <laughs> Uh, Auburn. Auburn and Oregon. The Auburn Tigers. Yeah. Auburn's back, baby. They won a game. Give me give me your hot take. Uh, it's always good to win a game. Sure. Uh, as the game wore on, they looked better, which is kind of what you hope to see. Yeah. Uh. They came back. They came back. Looked which, like all was lost. Sure. Which is, says a lot about the metal of the team. 21-6 at one point. I'm not convinced they're going to be able to compete for the SEC West, but I need more data. So it's, it's, uh, it's a question mark for me. Bo Nix, Steely Reserve. Yay? Nay? Uh, not enough data. For a true freshman. Uh, uh, I'll pass. I'll pass. Really? I think we're going to have to be worried about him in two years. Sure, sure. I, I think he'll get better. Uh, he definitely had a rough first half, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but that second half, especially that last drive, he looks looked like he knew what he was doing. Hankins, I mean, he made a big time throw in a in a game where he absolutely needed to make a big time throw, and he kept it off the kicker's foot to win the game. You know, he, I think he played well enough. Um, it is my natural inclination to say Oregon because it's Oregon, but to be fair, that team did look good for the first half of that game, and I think the defense is talented. Um, I still don't know that Auburn has an identity, though. And Bo Nix still does not look like a Hugh Freeze quarterback necessarily. Um, Still a freshman. The fact that a true freshman won that job leads me to believe there's not a whole lot behind him, though. Um, But we did this last year. We did all of this. We did this literally the same thing with with Auburn last year. Um, They beat a – they beat the favorite to win the Pac-12 at a neutral site um, in a tight game where neither team played their best. So Save they won the plays. game, and they beat a good team, and they did not run the good plays. Yeah, I agree, Hankins. I think you made a really good point. What is their identity? I still don't know. Um, they looked, like I said, they looked better in the second half, but uh, I don't know. I still don't know. I, I, I mean, they have a month to sort of figure it out until they play at A&M later in September. Mm-hmm. But I, I don't know. I think we just have to hold, it's a holding pattern for them until they get into the meat of the schedule. You need more data. Need more data. Um, <clears throat> I, I think, uh, you know, it was a good start for Bo Nix. It's better than, you know, completely flaming out. Yeah. Of course. Uh, is Patrick Nix always crying? He always looks like he's crying. He's got some weird headphones so... in his ears, too, man. Like, that's some weird eyeballs. What the fuck is he listening to? He has some, like, like chicken talon <laughs> headphones. Like, I think he's... Poking, like, a gargoyle's, like, claws think, into his ears. I think ear. he's listening to, like, a 1993 Walkman. Like, Apparently. cassette. Yeah, Walkman. the one he had back uh, like, in college. Think, I understand that the gener- two generations prior to us, 
it was very common to go to the game and listen to your home broadcast yeah. on the radio. I get it. I'm not. However, in this day and age, that is nearly impossible because delay. Yeah. Theoretically, he'd be li- with with fancy headphones like that. He would most likely be listening on his tel- on his cell phone, which is a good four to five seconds on a good day behind the action he is seeing also on the field. Also, what is he doing? Also, there's no way to like download a live broadcast, mm-hmm. so you're completely relying on your data connection. Yes. During a football game, when, ups- when a zillion people are zillion on the people same are, network, it's sure. impossible yeah. to like. Mm-hmm. Maybe he's just listening to jamming out to some really like awesome I, playlist. I think he was listening to a cassette of "To the Extreme" by Vanilla Ice. Ooh, I think he was listening to or just old Bill Clinton speeches and wondering maybe. I think he was listening to "Having a Roni" by Vanilla Ice. <laughs> oh, shit, Havanaroni. He's listening to "Have a Roni" on repeat. No wonder fucking Bo showed. No wonder his he's ass. crying, man. That's a, that's a classic. <laughs> Can we open this show <laughs> with "Having a Roni"? What it's like. <laughs> Having a row, what it's like having a row. What is a rony? Okay. Does that mean he's having a tender rony? Could mean that a tender rony. Yeah, like a tender rony. Yeah, that's what they call it. He could be that Smoky Mountain puss fogging up my window. Smoky Mountain puss keeps on falling. It writes itself. It certainly does. It does. Um, it does. Guys, I'm going to use the restroom. Um, you guys go ahead and start off the Alabama talk. All right, Hankins, you were right, you were there freezer. live. I was in the building. Mm-hmm. Boots on the ground. Your intrepid reporter. Promises made. Man, promises kept. Promises kept. Mm-hmm. What a difference. What a difference in like this game versus the SEC championship game where it was basically a Georgia home game. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, this time I was there with a bunch of Alabama fans, which was good, I guess. Um, still somehow wound up sitting in a heavy Duke section. Always happens to me, but <laughs> nevertheless. Um, f- uh, a few things to report before we get to the actual game. We got to stop milling around, college football fans. We got to stop. We got to move. When we get into the stadium, we've got to be in motion. We cannot well, just stand around. I will say, I've never been to that stadium before, and if I got there, I'm sure I would be doing the, uh, you know, the golly, look at that glass ceiling. Ooh, what happened if there That's was an fair. earthquake? It Do you is, think it would support it us? It is Ooh. fair. That's <laughs> a fair point. To someone who was literally at the Dome three times last week. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so I get it that I am not enamored with the building itself. Sure, sure. So I will give, I will give That's people that. That's a pass that. But Alabama for some is there people. Frequently, mm-hmm. Yes. Alabama is there frequently enough that some of these folks should have been there already. But man, just the, the link. I've been in that place with 70,000 people before. And I don't know if college football fans are just... Uh, I don't know if they order more at the concession stand oh. or what, but it takes forever to get anything done. Everybody's just standing around. They stand in the way, and my God, they've always got to go to the bathroom. Yeah. What are we doing, guys? Stand outside if you want to mill about. Get to the point. Get to moving. But that being said, the Alabama football team has got to stop standing around for the first 20 minutes of the game as well. This was not our story last year. Came out hot. Yeah. Really, past two years, yeah. we've come out hot nonstop. Um, 
I don't know if Sark's back, baby. What can I say? And the We're going back to the old days, and I'm here for yeah, it. Yeah, sure. Suspensions. Maybe Duke uh, had the best game plan they've ever seen. You know, Duke laid it all out in the field the first like 20 minutes. They did not save their plays. No, they came out roll, rolling out not. like they, triple option at some point too. I think the plays of both of the lines were awful in the first half for sure. Yeah. Um, the offensive line on those first couple drives looked like they'd never blocked anything, um, and. The defense because I was at this was weird because I'm at the game and it's not a high pressure situation. It's a game that I expect to win, hooker by crook. You know that even if it's closer than I would like it to be in the first quarter, I I know unless there's a catastrophe, Alabama's going to pull away at some point. So I'm like I was like all right on this next few drives I'm just gonna watch the defensive line see what's going on down there, and Raquan Davis gets double teamed every play and never gets off a block. Yeah, um, the rest of them can't take advantage of that. You know, maybe not having Moses in the middle to direct traffic maybe meant that guys didn't know how to take advantage of some of those double teams on the other players. But just pedestrian would be the way that I would rate the play of everybody outside of really the the wide receiver core, the ride outs, if you would. <laughs> um, yeah, it, it, uh, it definitely looked like we were getting manhandled uh, for really on both sides of the balls, uh, ball in the trenches. Yeah, and it, the the running game really never developed, even with Najee in there. I think the running game for us will be eight yard passes. They work. Yeah, don't I agree. stop calling I think them. You're right. Please just get um, make I it second it. and two every time. Yeah, it works. exactly. Just exactly. do it. I, I I think I said I hate it personally, but it is effective. It is what the New England Patriots have done on their way to six Super Bowls. So I think I said who are we? You know, second third quarter just. Throw an eight yard yeah. out like every single. Yeah, they can't cover everybody. Somebody's going to be open. Just, just that, that out route for Jerry Judy was literally open every time they ran it. Even if he didn't get the ball, that they they physically could not cover him. They could not scheme, nor could they physically keep up with him. That out route was open every single time. Yeah, and Tua Tua was very efficient. I think he had what four incompletions, three hundred yards. It was yeah, a good day. Yeah. It's a good day uh, for everybody except for the Alabama kicker, of course. Yeah. Uh, well, naturally. Kickers only have one shot with me. It's that first kick. Either make it you and you're – two, right? Yeah, yeah. If you make the first kick, you're good with me for a while. You, you've you earned some, some sure. bank. Uh, I know it was long. Both of them were like 45, 46, 47. You missed the first one. Eh, not great. Not a great look. The first one was like a 24-yard field goal too. I thought it was longer than that. Wait, didn't he miss a super short one? No, not that okay. I remember. No, they were all. It they was at least from plus. the 30s. Okay. So, yeah, yeah. yeah but but like I said, like, come on, dude. Just you know how much this means to a lot of the fan base of just having someone that's reliable and can make eighty percent of the kicks. I that's st- all we want. Still don't understand it. I still don't understand how like we've been, we've had like if we have one or two bad kickers. That happens to everybody, of course. Mm-hmm. But my God, it has been like: are we are we just spoiled because it's a it's it's one of the few non bright spots in the team? We're spoiled in, in the fact that uh, when the kick happens, that's the only player you watch on the field during that play. Or All the f- other plays, like there's so much action, and there's other guys who are going here and there and whatnot. That do we underestimate them? Because like Ryan Flugner. Everybody remembers him for for missing the kick against uh, Michigan mm-hmm. in the 2000 Orange Bowl. Mm-hmm. Um, other than that, I, I guess he was a fine kicker. But like, 
we've had bad kickers. We're not like oh, it's actually. Consistently. Yeah. It's not just one or two high mm-hmm. profile misses that that lose one or two games. It's miss missing from twenty seven. Well, if they miss- don't miss. Missing from, you know, a short distance in the national championship game to win the game. Um, also, the extra points. I think that's the thing that really turned the heat up was they missed sure, all those damn extra points bad. last year. I mean, to his credit, he went six out of six on extra points. The extra points look good. They weren't, like, squeaking points. in, which happened a lot last year. Right? Of yeah. just that, That's all I want. Just 80% of those field goals. And, and he's 0 for 2, so he's going to have to make, like, his next 8 to get up to 80% for me. You know, we're going to – we – everybody joked on Twitter about – because Riker, our kicker, is not a – he was, like, supposed to be a good kicker. The number one recruit, allegedly. Um, and – Everybody joked on Twitter, well, I guess his foot's going to fall off as soon as he gets to Tuscaloosa. That certainly, this seems to have happened already against Duke. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> Probably not a high-pressure situation. Not exactly. Hankins, was it obscenely loud in the stadium? No. No, 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 no. There was no, everybody treated this like what it was, which was just, uh, we're excited to get to see the team. Um, we know we're going to win. There is. It was like you barely even heard the kickoff roll tides, like the roll that was wow. you know barely there. Um, when the band would play any of those things that people were supposed to call and respond to, that didn't happen. Now I'll say this, and I know people probably get tired of me being on some weird demographic soapbox, but I'll say I this. know I am a game like a game like that um, where there is no pressure, where the tickets didn't sell crazy. Um, it is an opportunity for a lot of people who don't get to go to Tuscaloosa mm-hmm, mm-hmm. to go yeah. see the game. And so they're there for, A, they don't, they might not be aware of some of these various traditions. Or, you know, they're they're there to have a good day in Atlanta. They hang out. They're going to hang out till halftime. Then they're going to go enjoy the city. It was that kind of deal. There was no stakes, no pressure. So the, everybody just kind of treated it like a preseason game, if we're being honest. Mm. Well, we have New Mexico State next week. Yeah, 54 and a half point underdogs. Do you take that bait, baby? Yeah. You put that money on New Mexico State? Oh, yeah. The Maggies? Sure. 54? 100%. Yeah. All they have to do is really get one yeah. touchdown. If yeah. they get seven points. Yep. I'd bet on that. Yeah. I'm betting the farm. You're betting the farm? I'm putting it all in. Do it. All your pod coin? All my pod coin. Mm-hmm. Use our code TTFN to get 300 mm-hmm. pod coin on the pod coin app. Um, there are some pretty good games next week. Better than this first first week. You got LSU Texas. Yeah, yeah. That's gonna be hot. Hot. A and M and Clemson. Clemson yeah. and A and M. I think one of I don't know if it was you or Hankins that uh, predicted this upset in week two for Michigan. They host Army. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, was I that, think we both we both did. Know. Yeah, okay. Hankins and I both did. Well, we're gonna look like two stupid idiots because Army looked like dog shit. <laughs> no, man, I'm, I stand by it. And then BYU and Tennessee. I mean, they're both zero and one. Yeah. So BYU played you lost to Utah. Lost though. to Utah. Tennessee lost to Georgia yeah, State. So, yeah. um, you know, maybe BYU. Like, maybe that helps BYU playing actual talent and then you know traveling to Knoxville. Those time zones. It's a time zone though. switch, baby. Time zone though. And you know Tennessee losing to Georgia State really ups the it ups the enjoyment factor on all their games because now we think anything can happen. Sure. Like, what? Let's just say Tennessee loses to BYU. 
Oof. is Pruitt on the hot That's seat? That's not crazy. After one point one seasons, he would need to have the same sort of upsets that he had last year when he beat Auburn and Kentucky, both yeah. teams that went to a bowl. He would need those later in the season to at least have some goodwill. Uh, but if they lose to BYU, I don't know if they can make a bowl game. I don't think there's enough teams on the schedule to get them to six wins. So the de- the hot seat definitely cranks up if they don't make a bowl game. So this game is important just for that reason alone. Georgia State. Mm. 25-point underdogs. It's, like, it's rough, and I get it. I get the knee-jerk reaction, and they're not wrong. But they can't fire this dude this year. They fucking they can't. They couldn't hire. They couldn't give that job away last year. That's true. They couldn't give it that away. They couldn't give that Smoky Mountain puss away. Fucking up my window. Mm-mm. Rancid. It is a little rancid. Oh god. Any other any other games? Uh, touched on earlier. Cincinnati and Ohio State. They're yeah. both one and zero. Ryan Day, I think, used to be at Cincinnati or something like that. Something like There's some that. pipeline there. <laughs> Rivalry game. Ohio State will probably be close for a half, and then Ohio State will win by 20. But there are some sexy games. I mean, I think we're all pulling for, for A&M over Clemson. We want we want a Dabo to take one on the chin to the SEC. It'd be nice. It'd be nice if somebody else could get it. Kellen that. Mond's 15th season. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Can he finally get it done? He was looking pretty good against Texas State or whoever they played. Yeah. But it was Texas State. Yeah. So. Um, well, I guess that's it. Episode 132 of Throw the Flag. If you like what you're listening to, what should they do, Creel? Uh, they should like, subscribe, and then recommend us to their friends. Exactly, because we thrive on word of mouth. And shout out to our Patreons, including a new one this sure. week. Sure, Gavi Baby. Gavi Baby. Gavin D. Gavin D. Joshua Gavin D. Finally or Gav- put a ring on it. Oh man, he put a ring on he it. He put a ring on it? Yeah, he put a ring on wow, it. He put a him. ring on us. Oh. Uh, I mean, he's been flirting around with his podcast. Mm-hmm. Necking in the back seat of a Subaru for some time now, and he's finally made it official. Responsible choice, though, with that Subaru. Yeah, shout out to Gavi and all the the Patreons. All the Patreons. Uh, Our friend Tad Peckish. Kitty Cats. Tad Peckish. Yeah, David. All you guys. Classic. Um, All right, guys, uh, episode 132, and if you'd like to support us on Patreon, that's patreon.com slash TTF, P-A-T-R-E-O-N, slash TTF, Tango, Tango, Foxtrot. Until next week. Summertime love, I'll treat you like a princess. Away from home, when you were singing the song, you'll never walk alone.